Welcome to another episode of Mini Fellowship in Movement Disorders, where we take most challenging concepts in movement disorders and simplify them into easy-to-follow explanations. I'm your host, Danish Bahati, a movement disorder neurologist who loves to teach physicians online, especially in the developing countries. We are continuing our series of uh, episodes answering questions from our residents in the Movement Disorder course. This is the second week of the course discussing Parkinson's disease, pathophysiology and diagnosis. So this question comes from Dr. Aaron Dennis, who is asking about more clarification on eye movement abnormalities in Parkinson's disease and how to elicit these on exam. So there are a few common abnormalities uh, in the eyes that we see in patients with Parkinson's disease and there are probably many other uncommon or rare types uh, but let me just talk about a few common ones. The most common problem in Parkinson's disease with the eyes is dry eyes. So often a sign of idiopathic Parkinson's disease is presence of redness of the conjunctiva of the palpebral conjunctiva or on the eyelid. On the inner side of the eyelid, the conjunctiva becomes red or inflamed because of significant irritation and this dry eye is happening because of decreased blinking, so there is decreased moisture and that dry eye causes a lot of sand and dust particle trapped in the eyelids. Usually lower eyelid is far more involved than the upper eyelid, so a lower eyelid palpebral conjunctivitis is very classic hallmark of idiopathic Parkinson's disease and is because of reduced blinking. Blurred vision or double vision is often complained by these patients and again they get better once you treat the dry eyes of these patients. The other common problem that we see with the eyes in Parkinson's disease is what is called square wave jerks and square wave jerk is the way you examine it you have patient focus on a target and on just looking straight ahead on what is called primary gaze and, and you examine the square wave jerks there and then you have them follow your finger so do um, tracking, eye tracking or pursuit and you do it horizontally going all the way on each direction of a conjugate gaze so both eyes moving together all the way to the right, all the way to the left and then all the way to the uh, to up in the middle and all the way down and you hold the eye vision gaze at the extreme. So when they, you move your finger all the way to the right until they cannot move their eyes to the right anymore and you hold your finger right there and forcing them to keep again a gaze on that target in that extreme direction. And you may find square wave jerks on primary gaze or you may only find square wave jerks on the end of movement. So you mainly find it at the end of end gaze of horizontal gaze or vertical gaze. And what we are looking for in a square wave jerk is that the eyes as they are holding the primary gaze or focus on a target, they suddenly jump away from that target. That jump is a fast quick saccade, so not a slow smooth pursuit but a jump of saccade. And once and after the eye jump away from the target, it pauses very briefly and then jumps back to the target. So remember, this is different from some other similar problems such as primary gaze instability with ocular ataxia, where it's not a jump but a slow drift away from the target. But in square wave jerks, it's a fast saccade away from the target, a pause, 
and then a fast saccade back to the target. So if you are draw the eye movement on a piece of paper on a drum that is rolling or running and you're using electrical signal to look at the eye movement the there will be a sudden upward deflection or downward deflection with the saccade away then there will be a, again a horizontal line above or below the primary line and then a sudden jump back or deflection back to the primary line of gaze so that creates kind of a square wave uh, on the tracing of a primary gaze uh, when you are recording uh, the eye movement on a moving paper or oscillation or oscilloscope and so that's why they are called square wave jerks and another classic feature of square wave jerks is that they usually alternate in direction they're usually horizontal or they're almost always horizontal i do not believe i have ever seen a vertical square wave jerk so they always jerk horizontally to away from the target either right of right either towards the right or the left and they alternate so if they jerk to the right once then they would usually would jerk to the left other time but is not required it's a conjugate gaze movement so it's it's not that only one eye will move it's both eyes will move in conjugation so without going out of sync away from the center and then back towards the center and then away from the center maybe on the other direction then back towards the center in fast saccades creating that kind of a saccadic jerky movement away and towards the target hopefully this was clear enough without giving you visuals about it but hopefully now if you google the visual or pictures for square wave jerks it will make more sense to you there are some other minor problems that we can see you know we can see engaged nystagmus we can see difficulty with pursuit you know what we call gain disturbances in tracing and then there are some other you know problems with the eyelids uh, refraction focusing conjugation that you can see with parkinson's disease patient where you know focusing from a distant vision to a near vision near focus near target is harder but th- those are less and less common but the two most important one to remember is the dry eyes which are usually the culprit for most of eye complaints and often causes eyelid conjunctivitis you know with or without secondary infection to it and square wave jerks that are usually seen late in parkinson's disease one last quick comment about square wave jerks we we typically think of msa or multiple system atrophy with square wave jerks and square wave jerks are far more common in msa as compared to parkinson's terms of percentage but msa is so less common that you know there are in numbers parkinson's patients a lot more who have square wave jerks and also msa typically gets square, square wave jerks much earlier in the disease and much more severe or more frequent uh, much more obvious larger saccades while in parkinson's disease usually more subtle infrequent and late in the disease to learn more about the mini fellowship visit our website for university of nebraska medical center department of neurological sciences where you can be part of the community and ask us questions. You can write to me on mdclinicforyou at gmail.com. It's m-d-c-l-i-n-i-c number four u at gmail.com. And follow me on YouTube for longer discussions by searching for Danish Bahati, D-A-N-I-S-H space B-H-A-T-T-I. You can also find me on Twitter at Danish Bahati underscore MD and on LinkedIn.